What it do, what it do, man. You're in the building and it's mud talk with Coach T. Real quick before we get into this episode, man, it's at Milton Elite Basketball on Instagram, at Milton Elite Basketball on Twitter, at Milton Elite Basketball on Facebook. That's how you can get in contact with me. That's how you can like, share this episode, give me any feedback, any comments, etc. Today's Thursday, man, so you already know what time it is, man. Every Thursday, man, I'm dropping a new episode, man. Every Thursday, I'm dropping a new episode. I typically will drop my second episode of the week either on a Saturday or Sunday, but definitely every Thursday, man. So tune in every Thursday. Expect this episode. If you if you follow me on IG or Twitter, man, just know that I'm I'm dropping that information on my story. I'm, I'm giving you guys a heads up that the episode's about to drop. I, I, I want you guys to keep tuning in, man. I really appreciate the love that you guys have shown thus far, man. It's really, really um, been overwhelming, man, because, you know, Rome wasn't built overnight, and I understand that, you know. So, you know, I'm going to keep giving you guys dope content. I'm going to keep speaking from the heart because that's all I know how to do when I get on here. I can't fake it or be anything but myself when I get on this podcast. So I appreciate you guys getting on here and showing love, man. I appreciate the positive feedback, the text messages, the DMs. The shares, all of that, man. All of that stuff matters, man. So um, keep in mind, this podcast is on all platforms. It's on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you listening to music on, you can find this podcast on it. So, um, you know, make sure you hit that follow. Make sure you share. Make sure you download the episodes. Make sure you do everything, man. Look out for me. All right. I appreciate it. I definitely reciprocate. Okay. Today, man, I really want to speak about sports, man. You know, with everything going on in the world, man, I know when I first introduced my podcast, you know, I introduced it as, you know, all things uh, fashion, sports, culture, and life. And, you know, it's just so much going on in the world that, you know, it's, you know, the whole life and the culture topic has really, really kind of consumed me, man, because I, I haven't really been wanting to talk about the negative side of things because, everybody's hearing negative. When you cut on the TV, it's negative. You cut on the radio, it's negative. You get on social media, it's super negative. Um, Well, you know, we're faced with a lot of challenges right now, but we also have to realize that that the world needs positivity as well. So, so that's the angle I've been taking. You know, I've been, I've been trying to take the positive role and, um, and, and and do what I know how to do, man. And that's, and that's preach positivity into, into our youth, into um, my peers and people my age, you know, and, and, and that's what I'm going to continue to do, man. I also, you know, when I introduced myself, man, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about myself. And, you know, that was kind of the express version is, is, is what I would say I gave you guys on the introductory episode. But today I kind of want to take it a step further. You know, of course, you know, it's Coach Tony. It's Coach Tony Milton. You know, um, Milton Elite Basketball is it, my basketball organization that, that I started with my bare hands right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it kind of, we, we honestly kind of started off as a mom and pop team, man. It's really, it's real interesting to kind of, you know, the background behind this. Like, so I love the game of basketball, man. I grew up, basketball was my life, man. Like if I was 15 years old and you told me in 10 years, I wouldn't be in the NBA. There's no, there's no way I would, would have believed you telling me that. Like I probably would have got mad at you and probably would have not spoke to you again. But the reality was, that's just how much I love the game, man. I watched the game. I, I, uh, I, I, you know, everything I did was was about basketball. You know, if if you grew up with me, and you know the times that I lived in Greenville, I know a lot of people I might run into to this day. 
they literally can connect me literally to basketball because they're like, man, I know you from somewhere, man. Did you used to play ball? Such, 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 such. And nine times out of ten, it, it's correct. Like I played ball at some rec center somewhere. I probably played a pickup game with you or something, you know. But basketball was my life, man. I think, you know, growing up in poverty, man, you know, I felt like it was going to be my way out. Like I, I really didn't know any other way, you know, but to become an NBA player and to, and to get rich and to try to, you know, pull my family out of, you know, the struggle. And and, that, and that's all I knew. Um, of course, those dreams didn't, didn't happen. You know, um, I wasn't able to make it to the NBA, but I still love the game. So, you know, I asked myself this probably about five years ago. Five years ago, I you know, I ended up having a seizure for the first time in my life. And this is really taking a deep dive into like the personal side of my life. You know, I never had a seizure in my life. I'm a fairly, fairly healthy guy, man. Take care of myself. Um, had a seizure one day after work. I was in the grocery store, randomly had a seizure, um, you know, and anybody who's familiar with seizures, you know, once you once you're going through it, you you, you pretty much black out. You know, I, I wake up, I'm in the ambulance, you know, then, you know, I'm in the hospital and, you know, I get the news from the doctor, you know, I had a seizure um, and, and, you know, of course, they had to run tests and try to figure out what exactly led to me having a seizure. OK, they also broke this news to me that, hey, man, because you just had a seizure. You know, by law, you can't drive a car for six months. You cannot drive a car for six months. And I'm like, outside of me having a seizure, right? I still have my life. You know, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm walking. I'm talking. You know, I, you know, I can do everything that I could do before I had the seizure. But, you know, that was kind of a blow to me because, you know, being able to get up and go is 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 something that you just can't put a price on. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, I got that news and that kind of that killed me, man. And, you know. I took a week off from work, like when I had the seizure, man, I took a whole week off and, I, and I'm just at home. Like I couldn't drive anywhere um, at this time. You know, the you know, the door dashes and the Uber Eats of the world, they were just really, you know, coming around. And, and some of these companies, they weren't even delivering to all areas of the city. And, you know, um, I tried to order through like delivery services. I couldn't even get them to deliver to my house because I was living too far out. Um you know, and I was just sitting in the house and I'm like, yo, this, you know, I'm happy to have my life. But I had to ask myself this question. I was like, so what what could I be doing? Like if, if I wasn't working my current job, my current occupation, what I was doing, what would I be doing? And and, and could, can I can I be doing something that I love? Like and I try to think of like all kind of stuff. And the first thing and this is no lie at all. The first thing that came to my mind was basketball. I love the game of basketball. I'm like, I could have a basketball team. You know, I could I could create a basketball team that, you know, kids could play for. Their parents wouldn't have to worry about paying any money up front because I, I would I would pretty much front all the cost of the basketball team. Um, you know, we would travel, we would go play in tournaments. And with my son playing AAU at the time, I was very familiar with just the process itself. Now, growing up, I grew up in the projects. I didn't have an opportunity to play AAU. So if you're from Charlotte, you understand that back in the day, man, like I'm about to be 35 here in like literally nine days. So July 5th. So if you're listening to this episode, my birthday is July 5th. Um, you can cash at me. You can do whatever you want, man. But if anything, man, just wish me happy birthday. I appreciate that, man. Um, but it, but anyway, like, you know, if you're my age, you know, back in the day, it was only a couple of AAU teams in Charlotte at the time. You know, I think it was like Charlotte Nets. And I think maybe I think the Royals might have been around at that time, if I can remember. But it was very few AAU teams. And and if you made an AAU team, 
Um, you had to compete against the best talent, number one, in the city to even get on the roster. And number two, you had to have the money financially, unless the coaches or the organization was able to raise money for you to play. Um, you had to have money. And my parents couldn't even afford for me to play church league like or rec league, yet alone um, playing AAU. So when I thought about the concept of starting an AAU team, you know, or, or a travel basketball team is what it started out as, was a team that parents would not have to worry about paying for their kid to play. Because the whole pay for play scenario, play to pay to play scenario or situation is something that really um it really has taken over today's basketball, um, youth basketball anyway. And it, it kinda it's watered down the game because if if I can pay, that means I can play. Um, it's not really based on my talent and my skill and my dedication and things of that nature. So I didn't really want to start off that way. And, and, and I wasn't doing it for money. Um, that wasn't the reason I was doing it. I was doing it because I love the game. Uh, I wanted to impact kids' lives through the game because I understand how easy it is to go left or right uh, growing up in certain areas of the city. And if you got something to cling on to, like a sport um, and a coach that cares for you, and, you know, can kind of steer you in the right direction, you know, you're more likely to 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 succeed. You know, I, I, I like to believe that anyway. So I'm sitting at home after having a seizure and I've been at home for a week and I'm like, yo. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start a basketball team. I didn't even tell my wife or nothing like literally I'm sitting at home. I just started like getting on the computer. I'm looking up you know, companies to order jerseys with and like logos and all of this. So like within a day. I didn't came up with a logo. I'm like, look, I'm going to call it, uh, you know, uh, Milton Elite. That's what I'm going to call it because it's Tony, my last name, Milton. We're going to call it Milton Elite. All right. Came up with the colors, orange and black. And, you know, within that, within 24 hours, I, you know, I, I had a, I had a concept for my team. I had jerseys um, ordered. <laughs> and the, the funny thing about this, and my wife can tell you this too, like I ordered the same size. I ordered, I literally ordered 10 jerseys. All the same size. And shout out to uh, Mom and Pop's print shop. Um, it's over in North Charlotte. But they they actually made my very first jerseys for me, um, which is crazy. They weren't even reversible, but they made them. And uh, my son was on the team at the time. And, you know, they were getting ready to go to National. So, so he had been playing with this team. And, you know, Nationals is coming up. At this time, Nationals was in Charlotte, um, USBA Nationals. It was right downtown at the uh, Charlotte Convention Center. And so we hop in Ubers, you know, from the house to, to go to the, you know, to nationals. And, you know, their team wasn't, you know, they had did well throughout the season. But when they got the nationals, just due to lack of experience, it was my son's actually his first year playing. He was like in fourth grade and uh, then in fourth grade at the time. So, you know, uh, right before fifth grade and uh, he was playing up. It was actually he was on a it was on a sixth grade team, if I'm not mistaken. And so, you know. We're going to these tournaments. We're going to these nationals and these games. And, like, I'm sitting back in the stands. after They, they went 0-3, you know, like the first three games, just taking it on the chin, man. They're playing against good teams. I mean, if you're familiar with nationals, you got teams from everywhere, from California, Canada, you know, Puerto Rico. I mean, everywhere, everywhere. And they're right here in Charlotte. And so, you know, I'm sitting in the crowd, you know. I kind of put a bug in one of my parents' ear. Um, you know, the McCain family, you're a very, very good family, man. Um I'm proud to say that I've I've, I've actually had to, had the chance to to coach, um, you know Stephanie um, McCain, her kids, 
um, Braylon and Christian, very, very good kids. But, you know, my son was playing with Braylon and Christian um, on a team called uh, the Queen City Thunder. And so, you know, after, after going 0-3 in nationals, you know, I kind of let the cat out the, you know, you know, I let the rabbit out the hat or like really pretty much gave, gave their mom, you know, this information. I'm like, look, um, I, I've started my own team, right? I didn't already book this our first tournament. We were going to Raleigh for our first tournament. And the crazy part about it, I didn't even have a full roster. Like I had a handful of kids, right? Like I had my son, I had, um, you know, three or four other kids that played on another team my son was getting run with um, during the summer. And, you know, I had them on board. And then, you know, I just needed a few more heads. I think I grabbed my, you know, my nephew. I got him to come. And then, like, I, I you know, I talked to to Mrs. McCain. And I'm like, you you know, we're not coming to this last game of Nationals. They already went 0-3. We're not coming. Well, look, I got a tournament Saturday. We got to be in Raleigh. Um, you guys are welcome to come. I got a jersey for Braylon and Christian. And, you know, I kind of just took a shot in the dark, like, you know, not knowing what was going to happen. But so Stephanie was like, we'll be there. And I'm like, okay, bet. So now I got two, you know, I, I got a roster of pretty good players. Like I got my son, I got, you know, two really good kids and the brothers here. And then I got like three or four other kids. We had a center. He was like six one. What about he was about six feet at the time, which was really tall for like a like a sixth grade team, because we ended up playing up in the sixth grade division. But but anyway, so we all go to Raleigh, this very first tournament. And this is all like a week or two after I had a seizure. A week or two after I had a seizure. I get the jerseys, I pay for us a tournament, and then I get a I get a roster together and we and we we're in Raleigh for our very first tournament. Uh, we show up it's crazy, man. I'll never forget it, man. We're in Raleigh. We're playing in this tournament and like nobody had ever heard of us, man. We were new. Um, we get to the gym. It was the summertime. You know how these tournaments, you know, basketball is doing the summer, travel ball. And uh, we get to the gym and it's like super hot in the gym. I mean, super hot. Like the AC is not even working in the gym and it's packed. It's packed with people. Packed. I mean, like crazy. And like we're in Raleigh, so we can't just go home. So, so we get ready to play our game, all right? So, so our game time comes up, and come to find out, it's another team about to play. So the game is behind. Then I check, you know, with the guy who's running the tournament. I'm like, what's going on? We're supposed to be playing. He's like, yeah, we're about two games behind. So we're two games behind in a hot gym. They frying fish at the at the uh, at the snack counter. They frying fries and chicken and all kind of stuff. So it's super hot, man. We in there, and we can't go anywhere. So. You know, I'm like, man, this 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 is crazy. Our first tournament. So we finally get to play. We finally get to play, right? After waiting a couple hours. We go, we we get on the court and we absolutely just annihilate this team that we were playing. I mean, we just obliterated them. All right. And our kids, mind you, didn't really get to play together that much outside of the time my son got to play with uh the kids on the one team he was playing with on Queen City Thunder, and then the kids he played with on the other travel team he was playing with. So he had some chemistry with the kids, but none of the kids together collectively had any kind of chemistry. They never played together. And so we won our first game by double digits. Um, second game, we we blew the team out. We returned for our third game, which was supposed to be the championship, and the team forfeited. They didn't want to play us. They didn't want to play us. So 
they gave us a trophy. We won our very first tournament. I'm actually right here recording this episode right here in my man cave right now. And I'm looking at my very first trophy. And it's this really tall trophy. It's actually dusty now, man. But I'll never forget this trophy, like, because it symbolizes um, everything that I stand for. Like, like I, I put my dreams uh, into motion. You know, I, I said I wanted to start a basketball team. I put it together. I started a basketball team. We went, we played in our first tournament, and we won a championship. That To me, that's special. This is the one trophy I'll never get rid of. I'll keep this trophy forever if I can. Um, but, you know, after starting the team, you know, I started to notice that it was going to take a lot more to run this team. So, you no, know, again, I didn't do this for money. So everybody who was a part of my team got free jerseys. Their parents didn't have to pay any kind of fees. They, you know... Most of the kids I picked up, they would spend the night at my house with the exception of a couple. I would take them to the games and we started practicing. Um, I'm just finding random gyms to practice at. Like I'm, I'm spending up to one hundred and twenty dollars an hour just to practice. Uh, I'm doing whatever I can to keep my team afloat. But at the same time, being consistent, 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 consistent. And so I'm making sure we consistently had a place to practice and that we were consistently scheduled to play in tournaments. And, and as time went on. People started reaching out to me like randomly, like I would meet people um, and they would be like, yeah, I heard you got a team. You know, you run Milton Elite. And I'm like, how'd you hear about that? You know, word of mouth. I was just telling my daughter this the other day that the biggest way um, for a business to grow or to or, or for a business to die is word of mouth. So clearly somebody said something about my team positive to some other parents and the parents reached out to me. And so. Before I know it, I had more kids. And then those kids brung kids. And before I know it, I had a full roster. I had probably like 13 or 14 kids. And so, you know, again, nobody's paying for anything at this time. And so we're about, uh, you know, fast forward about eight months of doing this, man. We played our very first year. We didn't go to a nationals or anything like that because it wasn't really in the budget at the time because there was no budget. Everything was out of pocket. I'm pouring thousands of dollars into my organization to make sure that that we get a chance to play and my kids get a chance to play in these same tournaments that these kids on these AAU teams get to play. And so this is all out of pocket. Um, so, so, so about eight months in, you know, a handful of parents started to corner me and these parents, they know who they are. You know, I won't, I won't name them individually, but they really changed my life, you know, because, one parent in particular, like after practice, like pulled me to the side and was like, look, we got to start paying you for what you're doing. Like, and I'm like paying me like for what? Like, I love what I'm doing. Like, this is, you know, I love basketball. I love coaches. Like our kids love you. You know, you're putting your time and effort in and you're, you know, my kids are really learning, you know, from playing with you, you know, discipline and they're acting better at home and things like that. And so they're like, we got to pay you like, I don't care what it is. You need to come up with something and let us know and, and, and when we'll start paying. And so I come home, I tell my wife about it and she's like, well, I mean, what do you think we should do? I'm like, well, clearly we got to come up with something. So originally we came up with, I think we started charging like 50 bucks a month, which was really silly because 50 bucks a month per kid was wasn't even covering our overhead costs. And I just wanted to give the parents something to, to lean on, you know, to say, hey, we're going to pay you. And they and they wanted to contribute. They didn't want to feel like they were taking advantage of my time and my effort 
um, and my passion that I was pouring into the, to this organization. So, so originally it was fifty dollars a head, and and we weren't, you know, you know, we weren't really worried about money. That money was really, you know, kind of going back to like paying gym time and stuff like that. But as time went on, we started to get more players. And I mean, good players like, you know, I was able to to, to get um, a kid that was, you know, had been playing with another organization for years that, you know, his parents had him on. And, and we ended up playing against them in a championship of a tournament and we beat them. And, you know, his grandfather, man, I would see him all the time. Like I would run into him all the time in tournaments and we would speak. And I, you know, I, I would see him out places. And, um, and after the first tournament that we played against them, man, I was like, you know, um, if you're ever thinking about Jordan paying for another team, because his name's Jordan, um, right now he's playing varsity ball at East Mech. But he, uh, you know, his granddad was like, look, I'll talk to his parents and, you know, I'll talk to Jordan and I'll see what he thinks, you know, about it. And and before I know it, I had Jordan on my team. And anybody who knows him, absolute assassin, like from the three-point line, smart as a whip, a high character kid. Um, I mean, can play the point guard, the two guard. He, can, I mean, could do it all. Right. So now I'm getting like some serious talent on my team. And and again, the conversation comes up again about money. Like, look, you can't keep doing this. Like you want to put your team where they need to be. You need to have money behind you. And so one thing led to another man. And before I knew it, you know, I'm filing business paperwork and, you know, um, receiving donations and things like that, man. And got a sponsorship check that really, you know, we took off from there, man. And it was like, um, my passion turned into a business. My passion, my love for the game of basketball turned into a business. And it was because I loved it. It wasn't because I set out to make money. It was because I loved it. And, you know, this all started for me having a seizure, having time to sit down and really think about my life and what I wanted to do and just put it into motion without asking anybody for their opinion, without um, consulting with anybody for, for a yay or nay or, 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 or any advice. Like, I just did it. Did I make some some silly decisions, like buying all the jerseys in the same size, knowing that every kid doesn't wear the same size, or, or booking a tournament without having a full roster? Or, you know, yeah, I did a lot of silly stuff, but I took a leap of faith. And with that leap of faith, you know, I, I reaped a lot of rewards from that. Um, I was able to grow my organization from a mom and pop team to two, two years down the line to, to an official, um, AAU team, which involves, if you're familiar with AAU, you, you know, you file your paperwork, um, you know, you, you, you get, you know, insurance through AAU, you know, all your kids get memberships, you get memberships, they do background checks on their coaches. And it's, it's the, um, oldest, um, I would say like, uh, organized sports organization, youth sports organization known to like our country, you know, the athletic, um, the amateur athletic union is what uh, AAU stands for. But, you know, uh, we became an AAU team and we really like we went to nationals. We did a lot of stuff, man. And I said, man, you know what? I learned something like through through doing this. I learned that if, if you got a dream in your head, man, and it's something you really love and that you really want to do, man, put it into motion. Put it into motion. Don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about what people think, because in the end of the day, if you really love it, if you really love it and you put it into motion, 
the love that you have for what you're doing is going to overpower all the negativity. And if and if you continue to strive for greatness, you know, it's everything that you that you that you wanted out of this situation, it's going to happen. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen. And that's what I learned. And that 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 comes from putting your heart into something. I put my heart in the game of basketball as a kid and I wanted to be an NBA player. And being an NBA player didn't happen, but my love for the game never left. So I still had that heart for the game of basketball like I do today. And I was able to put that into, you know, a basketball team and, and, and start an organization that helped me uh, use my love and my passion for the game to really affect children, parents and others surrounding me. So today's episode, I really just wanted to share with you guys how Milton Elite started. What happened with me really coming to the realization that I wanted to to be a travel basketball owner? How did that happen? And and it started with me having a seizure. Um, quick update on the seizure situation for those of you who don't know, because this is 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 news to mainly everybody. Not that I've I've hit it from people, but um, you know, I had an AVM in my brain. Um, that's where, you know, you, you, you have a, I have a, uh, it was a vein malformation was in my brain and it, it led to me, um, having a seizure. Um, I had to get, I had to go, uh, basically to a neurologist, um, ended up coming to the resolution that I had to get, um, radio surgery, um, uh, which is a form of radiation. Um, it's not like what cancer patients get, but it's similar. Um, I had to get radio surgery. Um, once I got radio surgery, two years after that, after going to the doctor, you know, to my neurologist um, every few months and just, you know, them, you know, taking a look at my brain and, and seeing, you know, the size of the AVM and was it was it going down or was it, you know, uh, getting bigger? It, it slowly got smaller um, three months in, six months in, 12 months in. Um, I'm happy to say that now the AVM is completely obliterated. It's gone. It's no longer in my brain. Um, I do take anti-seizure medicine, which I take twice a day. Um, just because if if I stop taking the medicine, um, that's really the only way they'll know that, you know, I'm, I'm completely, you know, healed. But, you know, they do believe that the AVM was the source of why I had the seizure. Well, now that the AVM is gone, um, I still take the medicine just to be on the safe side. So I take the seizure medicine um, twice a day. And, you know, that's my life. I'm fine. I drive a car. I haven't had any other seizures. I'm healthy. I'm fine. Um, you know, I, I could go with the best of them. I, you know, I you know, I, I got the vital signs of a of a of a, a, a highly trained athlete, you know, is what I like to say. At least that's what my doctor told me. But, yeah, so I'm good, man. Um, but, you know, that seizure changed my life. It really you know, sent me into a different direction in life. Um, it got me off that treadmill of get up, work, come home, sleep, get up, work, go home, sleep. Like I really thought about other things and that's what I thought about. And that's, and that's what prompted me to start Milton Elite. Um, I'm, I'll definitely have a part two to this episode because it's so, it's so much more to tell with the story about how I started and, and, and some of the, 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 the trials I went through throughout the process. But um, I really, really, really 
want you guys to know this. If you don't take anything from this episode, follow your dreams, man. Follow your dreams because where one dream might seem to end, another dream, you know, uh, not even another dream, uh, something else is starting in your life that you didn't even know that you was destined for, right? So, so um, never give up. Never give up. Chase your dreams with a relentless passion and a desire to 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 achieve greatness. Put your heart into it, and, and the rest and the rest will come. And always put God first, because you know, as long as you put your heart into it and you praying and you being thankful and grateful for what you got going on, man, at the end of the day, it's gonna work out. I I, I truly believe that. I'm a testament of that. Like I'm, I'm like literally like I come from nothing, and and you know now. You know, I'm here. I'm where I'm at. And I'm still not happy. I still pray every day for 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 God to take me um, to another level with what I'm doing, because I have a given heart and I, and I have a passion to really um, inspire people and to and to um, to help kids want to chase their dreams. Like I, I really want to see kids just change the world. Like, cause this generation, they need, they need us more than any other generation has ever needed us. And I want to be a part of that, that, that change, you know, I want to be a part of that. I want to be on the front line. And so I'm doing that through the game of basketball. Um, however you decide to, to, to help this, this generation is on you, but this is what I'm doing. I'm using the game of basketball. I'm using my platform to, to help change lives, man. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Hey, look, this was very, very, very special to me to share these moments with you guys and, and these and the, and, and the situations that's happened with me leading up to me starting my basketball team. So, so th- this goes down as is one of my uh, episodes that I always stick in my heart um, because I did get really personal with you guys. I thank you for listening. I thank you for tuning in. Make sure you share this episode. Make sure you tell somebody about this podcast. Again, it's Coach T. Mud Talk, we out.